0: Warning: This episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the verse What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode fifty-nine. A godly turkey almost kills us. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we're covering chapters thirteen to fifteen of the Red Pyramid today. Joe, what did you think of these chapters? Very content heavy. Yeah? Very content. I'm just gonna, yeah. Whoa. As in we got we had what, two history lessons, some foreshadowing, um A lot of foreshadowing. A lot of like foreshadowing. So much so that most of my notes are, can I ask Jo about this? I don't know if I can. I don't want to, like, put um, ideas in her head. Uh, elements of character development, as in, like, we're in the early stages of character development, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. they're still, you know, bitching about how much they don't have, and so we're yet to see them overcome something. But mm-hmm. they're laying the groundwork for that. Um, we were introduced to a new character who's, like, two millennia old and you're like fucking hell yeah he's 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 weathered I'm like you good bro um you know Carter gets called a god Sadie gets a lot of attention she goes back in time he gets called a king not a god sorry my bad a king (laughs) they are different (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we learn some creepy facts about possessing humans and the pharaohs yeah we also get to sit on our birthday party yeah, which is cute. Well, <laughs> I don't know if cute's the right word. No, just cute the fact that it's a birthday party and then after that everything turns <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't think God celebrated their birthdays. <laughs> well, the ones Egyptian do. ones. Well, these do. ones do because we know their birthdays for these five of them. No, 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 no. We know. <laughs> yeah, so, um, alright, would do you want to get? Do you have know anything else to sort of say before we get into a chat? Bahama. How did you feel at it? Bahama. The Come on, pretty mama. Those are my words. <laughs> my question. Pumpkin spice. Yes. Um, how did I feel? Overwhelmed. Really? Because it was just a lot of there was these were not action chapters, and the last no. three chapters we read were action chapters. Oh. I reckon the third chapter can count as an action one, just because it's all like new stuff that you don't know what's going on. But the first two are just like conversational chapters. Oh, they're very thick. They're thick. They're thick ass boys. And I was like, okay, Let's see if I remember everything. And what's really bad is I only have one tag. I should have tagged more as I went. I do it every so, time. I'll be reading and then I'll go. You tag that and i be like what was it again what's fun about these chapters is I recently I say recently by the time this episode comes out it will have been like almost six weeks old um, <laughs> I recently did a I appeared on Fran's podcast on the best damn camp and we covered chapters 13 and 14 of um, McCain Chronicles there and I'm gonna try and not say anything I said in that episode because I mean like we both read the book so like we are fairly spoiler heavy with both this series and the Heroes of Olympus. Sure. Um, yeah, so we were trying to not much, not so much this series. We're not really spoiling me on this series. No, no, no. In my episode with Fran. Never mind. Scratch that. Continue talking. <sighs> That's what she meant, my brain. That's what she said. Yeah, and so I probably am going to try to talk about different things in this. Episode here because yeah. I feel like that episode with Fran, we were talking a lot about um, the themes that sort of relate to how she's oh, sh- looking at the series in like an overarching kind of um, way. Whereas I can't so really say any of that. Well, she's very professional. She's looking at themes. We're not doing she's, that. She's very professional. As is a crackhead podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, she actually has like a her whole thing is that she's doing um, she's reading all the books in timeline order. Oh, bruh. so she's she read. Um, the Lost Hero, and now she's reading Red Pyramid. Then she's gonna go back and read Son of Neptune, and then she's yeah, she's uh, yeah, so she's wait, 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 she's wait, she's reading them in like publishing order slash timeline order. Hang on, she read The Lost Hero, and now she's reading Red yes, Pyramid. Correct, is that the timeline? Yeah. What? Well, he wrote Lost Hero first and then wrote Red Pyramid. Okay, but so I thought it Lost... was. kind of the, the order that she's reading them in, but they also kind of happen at the same time. But okay, because I thought it happened after. I thought all of the Kane Chronicles happened and then it was Lost Hero. No. That's wishful thinking. That's no. Sh- that, of course not. Because the little Magnus short stories, happens. the little short stories that we get that involve, that's like the crossover short stories, mm-hmm. they take place in the timeline immediately after the Cain Chronicles, but everything in Heroes Office has already happened. So, the third Cain Chronicles book uh, and the last, um, Hero's book happen at like the same time. Alright. Uh, okay. All right. Okay, so when does Son of Neptune happen in the Cain Chronicles timeline? I couldn't tell you. No? It's either after the second Perry Chronicles book or before it, it's one or the other. Okay. Okay. Am I trying to figure out why that matters? I'm just trying to sort it out. Because that's so many gods moving around and doing dramatic things to the earth at once what's really funny though is when you think about it this way the way that they say is they're like we haven't really done anything to Earth in like like a millennia we're like we haven't really done much we've sort of just been chilling and then all of a sudden all the different gods decide today we're going to do it today we're going to like fuck with Earth today we're going to take over the world yada 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 well when you think about the overarching full timeline of the Hero series it's like just over a year after um it's like a year and a couple of months after *Last Olympian. Mm-hmm. And then the timeline for the Kane Chronicles is like 18 months, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's about the same time period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Magnus happens after. That's right. Yeah. Well, Magnus kind of happens in between as well. So anyway, if you want to hear like stuff that... No, it has to happen after, because Annabeth... They're in New Rome. No, they're missing someone. Anyway, so if you want to hear about, um, we'll find out if you've read all the Kane Chronicles and you read all the Heroes of Olympus and everything else, um, go and listen to Fran's episode, I'll link it down in the description, because it was a lot of fun, and I made Fran record for like three times longer than she normally does. <laughs> and, um, try five times longer. Oopsy. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even think that this episode's going to go as long as that episode did, so fun times yeah. for us. <laughs> so yeah, we'll try and talk about other things, because I'm trying my hardest not to spoil the joke. It's not going well. (laughs) You've spoiled one thing. Yeah, I know. I forgot what it was. Okay. Alright, well, let's get straight into chapter 13, then. I face the killer Turkey. Carter, Sadie, and Zia land in the Cairo airport, and Zia promptly leads them down to the first gnome beneath Egypt. On the way, in the tunnels and the catacombs below the city the trio encounter a turkey ghost man who gives Carter a cryptic message before we are introduced to some of the day-to-day activities of the First Gnome and the House of Life's official magician business. Business. Yeah. Give them the business. Alright, first notable thing that happened in here. They landed in Egypt. (laughs) They were like, oh wow, we're in Egypt. (laughs) I can't remember, what was your guess? I don't think you guessed in the last episode where they were going to land. No, I think I said they were gonna go eat lunch. I can't remember what it was. For people for people who binge watch these me listen to these, they're gonna be like, How can they not remember? <laughs> so yeah, we land in the Cairo Airport. Land in the airport in Egypt and then they go underneath the Sphinx. Um No, they just like go into like a random like bathroom and like make their way down. But eventually it's underneath the Sphinx? Yeah. No, the Sphinx is not in the airport, Joe. That's what I meant. They travel a little while, and then they're like, great, now we're underneath the Sphinx. Yeah, that's not until they get to where it's tender though. And they're in, and they're doing stuff. Yeah. So as they're walking down there, um, we get a little bit of a look into how it feels to walk under Rome? (laughs) Walk under Egypt a little bit. Um, I mean, when I think of going under, like, pyramids and stuff, I always think of, like, booby traps and, like, um... Sure, spiders everywhere yeah. and spikes coming out of the floor. And, like, that kind of thing. Even though Carter has said in previous chapters that you really don't have to look out for booby traps as much as you need to look out for curses. But, we do get to see Carter somehow display all of these combat reflexes when they're, like, hit with a whole bunch of stuff as they're walking. And Sadie and Zero are both behind him like, what oh the fuck? Wait, what? Yeah, did you not read that part? to blind past it I'm going to read page. it out to you just find the page it'll read it out I will say that sometimes you know when you're reading and then sometimes you hit a trigger word and even though your eyes keep scanning the words, your brain is somewhere else that happens to me a lot and that's why I have to it takes me so long to read because I'll hit trigger words and then I'll get distracted and then I'll be like shit, what did that just say? What was I reading? I must have not clipped it though I only have his action reflexes when he was going up against the turkey. So they came to, like, a plank, and then Carter says, I don't know what got into me, but I drew my sword and marched across the plank. My legs were, it was like my legs were working by themselves, not waiting for my brain. Part of me thought, this is a really bad idea, but part of me answered, no, we do not fear this. And the voice didn't sound like mine harder Sadie cried I kept walking I tried not to look down at the yawning void under my feet but the sheer size of the chasm made me dizzy I felt like one of those gyroscope toys spinning and wobbling as I crossed the narrow plank as I got closer to the opposite side the doorway between the two statues began to glow like a curtain of red light I took a deep breath maybe the red light was like a portal like the gate of sand if I just charged through fast enough then the first dagger shot out of the tunnel my sword was in motion before I realized it "'The dagger should have impaled me in the chest, "'but somehow I deflected it with my blade "'and sent it sailing into the abyss. Two more daggers shot out of the tunnel. "'I'd never had the best reflexes, but now they sped up. "'I ducked one dagger and hooked the other "'with the curved blade of my sword, "'turned the dagger and flung it back into the tunnel. "'How the heck did I do that? "'I advanced to the end of the plank "'and slashed through the red light, "'which flickered and died. "'I waited for the statues to come alive, "'but nothing happened. "'The only sound was a dagger clattering against the rocks "'in the chasm far below.' Okay, sorry. Yes, I did. I did read that bit. I thought you meant like tricks and traps came up. It's now, when he um, was encountering, in, encountering, encountering the um the doorway basically into the first gnome. And yeah, and they were saying so he was having this little inner monologue. Was like, why is Zia immediately turning to Sadie? Like, Sadie is the prophet child. She's like, he was like, I want to be the prophet child. And so then he went on it, and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So we get like that little, oh my god, where did his skills come from? Yes, and also what we notice in that scene, scene in that little section, is that there's a, like, of course they've always been hinting at it, but the voice in his head that doesn't quite sound like himself and he's confused about really became very clear and was giving him... In Carter's a, head. Yeah. And was giving him proper instructions and Carter was following them instead of just him being like oh it could just be a general thought that I had that happens to be in a different voice no these were full-on don't do that (laughs) and be like and follow this and hold your breath and quick move and it was like it was you know we're alluding to oh there's something else in his head and so it's making me think is the reason they don't trust these super powerful kids is because they're possessed by gods is that what's happening interesting Kate can't tell me because it might spoil something. I'm literally just staring blank faced at you, Yeah. To sure I don't Kate can't anyway. confirm or deny, including her expressions, and so I'm really just pondering out loud. Do it. And Ponder being, all you want. Being a little bit so subconscious as I say this. So I'm going to just stop. You know when you're having a thought and then you don't Did have you it? just say you're being a little bit subconscious? Self-conscious. They yeah. said, "Subconscious." I was like, "God, no." Don't know. Know. Cause you, no, because you know when it's like, really you know, when you have an idea talk. and you start off really confident, and then you don't get the reaction you think you're going to get, so you sort of just like ramble and you don't know how to end it. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to give you a reaction, I know, here, And Joe. I knew that, and I was, it still happened. And I oh, like, okay. Okay. Just gonna shut up. What do you want me to do? Just for <laughs> <laughs> anybody wondering, I just opened my book in front of my face, so you can't. So Joe can't see me. I'll do that next time. Sorry. Is that more or less helpful? No. Oh, less helpful? <laughs> it's not helpful. You'd rather I <laughs> just deadpan at you? No, I'd rather you just go, <laughs> okay! <laughs> and moving on. Yeah. But I see, this is really hard because I want to talk about stuff too and I yeah, can't. It's my favourite thing. Mm. I want to talk about it. Your favourite thing is the voice in his head? No, my favourite thing is talking about things. Okay. Like, when you bring stuff like this up and I'm like, ooh, let me entertain the idea for a sec, but I can't because I give something away. Ooh, I'll give too many So it has us to entertain this idea. Interesting. Should no, the same it? way that, like, I want to entertain, or I did entertain ideas from, like, Percy, like when we were talking about Calypso, or we are talking about Hades, or we are talking about anything, and ah. you come up with something, and then I entertain your idea, and then it becomes canon for us because it's just completely logical. It's just too logical. Exactly. (laughs) But I can't do that so much with this series because I'm like, I'm going to say too much so I just say nothing. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I did tell you when I walked into your room before that you did have to remember one thing. Do you remember what that one thing is? Yes, Magic Penguins. Which, I think you're joking so I'm just going (laughs) to ignore it this could be a scones incident incident. (laughs) and to all you Americans out there, a bit no, the scones have we explained the scones incident? I feel like we have so for anybody who doesn't know which could be all of you the scones incident is if any of you have read the immortal devices they're infernal Infernal devices thank you, that is what I meant yeah There are two characters, and one of them really likes the other, but she's a maid, so he, like... Kind of feels like he can't talk to her, and then so he orders scones up to his room every day, but he doesn't actually like scones. She so makes he just, some scones every day. Yeah. So he just like shoves them under his bed and then just like leaves them there. And then she finds them one day and she's like, What the actual fuck? You made me make these and bring them to you every day just to talk to me. You didn't even fucking eat them. And you didn't have the decency to throw them away because you knew that I'd see them. Yeah. He was like, You could have just talked to me. And yeah. he was like, I don't know. And so I told this storyline to Joe. And, and how fucking believe. ridiculous does that sound? That is the dumbest storyline. I'm pretty sure that I played it up a little bit to be more ridiculous as well. Anything. Not much, but like a little no, bit. No, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> well, there you go. I told that to Jo, and she didn't believe me, and I went, whatever! <laughs> scenario was stupid, and I was like, this is following along with, she convinced me that every book ending and ended, <laughs> ended with, they all die in a black hole. No. Not every book, so it, was it was one specific book. It was one specific book. It's just book. a running joke since then. And it's just a running joke, and so, yeah, all die in a black hole. This could be a black hole incident, so... This book. Just the magic. Oh, the magic papers. So, like, it could just be a hoax. You could have just said that to tickle it in my brain and be like, oh, yeah, I was kidding. You said it's a major plot point, though. (laughs) I don't believe it's a major plot point. I believe sure they'll come in as a joke like can maybe whatever you so want they joke. said so the, okay so the magic penguins are in Antarctica and when that was pointed out it's the 360th gnome out, and it's the last gnome in all the gnomes that mm-hmm. are in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and they said that it's also the shittiest one and the smallest one and being sent there is like it's a punishment and it's like going to jail or whatever and cuz all that's there is cold magicians and magic penguins and yeah. so um, if we're going along that storyline that they ever encounter one of these penguins either they go there to use it as a safe house they accidentally get they accidentally land there on during their escape so it's involuntary or they're sent there on purpose as punishment because they were caught and then that's how that happens so there's three options. All in All viable range. options, too. Yeah, all pretty viable options. Because though. we know that they can travel anywhere, anytime, because that's how yeah. the toad works. Oh, and now we have to pick which one's gonna be. Well let's point oh, out which one's, one's gonna, gonna be. Okay. Hmm. Let's go through this. I prefer the first two. One of the first two, not the third one. So I, d- so you don't like that they're eventually sent there? No, I don't like that punishment. they're sent there as a punishment. I don't like that. What you I like, like that they is accidentally end up up there, or they end up there on purpose. Yes, like they're running away from something, and they just accidentally send themselves to Antarctica, and they're oh, yeah. like, oh, "Fuck, it's cold here." They go, "Shit, how do we get out of here?" And I don't know. They meet like a crazy inmate that's a crazy magician that's stuck there. That'd be really funny. Um, or yeah, they go there voluntarily because they're like, we're in hiding. We're hiding from someone. Fuck, it's cold here. Meet a crazy person. So in all, in both those <laughs> scenarios, they meet a crazy magician that has to help them. Well, he may not be like help. crazy crazy, but he's definitely got like a loopy personality because he's in isolation. He's been he's been in lockdown <laughs> for I don't know how long. It's his punishment. Yeah, well, he's crazy. Fair enough. And his best friends are penguins. Oh my god, he's like Shang-Chi. Oh, it's Morris. Oh, you can see him. <laughs> what was his name? Trevor. I mean, he's Trevor from, yeah. That's who the person on Antarctica is going to be. The magician on Antarctic is Trevor from Shang-Chi. Amazing. <laughs> I really like that. That's funny. So are Carter and Sadie questioning the existence of magic penguins because they really just believe that that's not a thing at all? No, they were just, like, informed about it, so they were like, oh, right. No, they don't ponder it. It never comes across their mind again until they get them. Yeah. Gotcha. Kind of thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, Zia said something about magic penguins, and she also said... Don't. Can I just say that this is the first moment that we've ever encountered an animal being specifically said is magic. Right. Like, all other... Like, the animals that we've encountered before, like cats, you know, scorpions... They're used for the purposes of magic, but the way that Zia phrases this is that the penguins themselves are magic. (gasps) The penguins are the prison wardens. (laughs) They're like the penguins from (laughs) Storks. Yeah, they are the penguins from Storks. God, that's funny. Yep, they're the prison ward. That's it. They're holding the magicians in jail. The penguins are magic, and so that's why Zia says, "Don't ask." Yeah, because. Who knows what kind of torture they get down to down there? Mm-hmm. All they are is mm-hmm. fed seaweed. It's not seaweed. I meant what are the fish that are in Antarctica? What kind of fish do penguins eat? Fish. Those kinds of fish. You like fish? You know the fish I mean. You all have seen Happy Feet. <laughs> those ugly and little. Up. <laughs> yeah, and surfs up. See those ugly little fish? Fair. Okay, so before we get into, in like, before in the book that we get into the Magic Penguin stuff, we do get to talk to the man, who we find out is a bar, which, and can you re-explain to me what a bar is? It's just like a spirit. It is? Yeah. Because they call, Sadie and Carter both get called bars at some point. Yeah. It's like your spirit form. Right. And so Trust me, the concept of it is explained in, like, the third book. Okay, great. Yeah, you will I eventually wait find it. third book. Pretty much. You'll eventually find it. Oh, you bitches. God. I think it's the third book. Fuck you, Rick. You're so annoying. Do you want me to just tell you? No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not a spoiler. Oh. Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, the fact that I'm questioning whether it's a spoiler or not, maybe it is a spoiler, so just, I just won't say. Oh, okay. Well, so, but we well, do get to well. talk to... Um, the bar turkey man and he says something to Carter specifically in Egyptian not gonna try and not gonna try and say it because that's not not where we're at um (laughs) But then you as soon as he disappears. You go to Translate and it's like, ha, da, 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 da. Yeah. As soon as he disappears, the statues that um, are sort of crossing their spheres over the entrance to the gnome, they yeah. sort of just uncross them and let Carter in first. And Carter's like, ooh, bit hoity toity. And like, Zia. Look at me. Zia then takes charge. and you're Well, like, Zia looks. See what the. Zia looked at me with something like fear.
1: That yeah. was
0: not a turkey, Carter. That was a bar. Yeah, a and human then she was soul. like, as if I had a rash on me. I was like, Yeah. Funny. She says, I was a human soul, in this case, a spirit of the dead. A magician from ancient times come back to serve as a guardian. They watch the entrances of the house. Right. And then he demands, why are you looking at me like that? What, Like, why are you looking at me that way? What'd as if, you know, that she has a rash. Yeah. And then he demands to know what the bird guy said and she nods uneasily and says he mistook you for someone else he must have had bad eyesight because he said go forth good king and then what does it mean Joe? well I literally had a note there and that you guys should have seen by now but Paul Rudd is this year's People Magazine's sexiest man ever. Okay, so you have something to input that's not actually to do with the book. Your thoughts are outside, okay. I thought it was funny. Well, this is the vibe that I got from it. Okay. Just so I'm on the same page. This is Cardinal's internal reaction, same vibes, which is Paul Rudd did an interview when they told him you are people Magazine's sexiest man alive and he was just thought it was hilarious and then he was like oh no i'm gonna take this seriously i'm gonna have business cards made i'm gonna have this i'm gonna flaunt this all the time i was like carny you should so do that that's so funny that's surely what he's thinking surely if someone called me a king i'd be like really (laughs) but why is the bomb mistaking him for a king i don't know he's got a king spirit he's got pharaoh blood it's all in his genetics He's got a penis, it probably helps. <laughs> that means nothing. Cleopatra was Pharaoh. Sure, but she wasn't a king. <laughs> but that's what that means. In Egypt. Oh, King's pharaoh pharaoh. Mean king a pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, okay, then scratch that. Never mind. We'll chop his dick off. He doesn't use it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Garda. So here's Joe's new What's Um, the word? Well, the pharaoh blood. Requirements for being a pharaoh. You have to be a eunuch or a woman. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Correct. (laughs) Alright. Now an official. Yep. Just so (laughs) I'm aware. Yep. (laughs) Those are the prerequisites you're putting on this position. Correct. Eunuchs and women only. (laughs) Yes. That's a great (laughs) idea. (laughs) Is that so they don't have more than just the country on their mind? Yes. Am I not brilliant? Does anybody else like that? That's short How can you not agree with me on Okay, so saying. when Queen Elizabeth passes and Charles steps up as king... unique, gotta chop <laughs> him off! <laughs> we gotta lop it off? You don't need it anymore! Get rid of it! You're <laughs> Everyone's gonna leave him. <laughs> you cannot be thinking about anything <laughs> but the country. Lop it off! Surely Charles is not thinking about anything except staying alive at this point. <laughs> like... <laughs> Maybe me money. <laughs> what? What? That's treason, Joanna. It's oh. also infanticide. It's all what? Killing your child. Or infanticide. Infanticide? Oh, infanticide. true. Yeah. That's bad. Didn't didn't people I say just, Queenie's gonna pass it past Charles anyway and just give a straight a will? She was like, oh, no, that's what everybody wants. Right. So that there's someone in power for longer, because <laughs> I remember like, "Charles gonna die anytime soon." Right? <laughs> Any day now. I mean, let's be real. I just really don't see him. How he really held, as held as on a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> like he was what? He was 99, wasn't he? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he was like a. He had like a couple months left until he hit 100, and I was like, until oh, he was man, gonna get a letter made from his it. wife. He was so close. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. God. <laughs> No? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, that you know, but yeah. like... Ooh. All <laughs> I could think was Prince, and I was like, that's not his name. That's oh. his But <laughs> that <was my> <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's my Prince. That's not his prompt. I was like, why am I thinking New Girl? It's not from New Girl. No, from New Girl. <laughs> 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 that's from New Girl. Anyway. I was thinking about coach, but anyway. So, that's what you think of that go forth good king. Okay, good to know. So, yes, yeah, so they get into oh, the. I, am I wrong? You're going to sit there and tell me that I'm... I'm being serious though. Uh, well, what are your thoughts? I'm not allowed to tell you. Nah. Why did you even ask? because i want some kind of insight i want to well what were your original speculations my original speculations you've always been way better at analyzing yeah they've they've put a lot of stuff together for you and the fact that we're reading it so slowly i'm not blaming you for not being able to put it together as fast as i would have because i read it all at once whereas it's been five weeks so far if anything going slower helps me (laughs) (laughs) Does does it Yeah, because you walk in every every week and go, I don't remember what happened last week, (laughs) and then you remind me, and we talk about it, and I go, oh yeah, (laughs) and then I put things together faster because if I read it in a row, like if I read it the whole book currently, smack bang smack after each other, bang smack, what is wrong with me? Anyway, that's (laughs) (laughs) that also makes no sense, but bang smack is worse. (laughs) It's somehow wrong. Anyway, if I read it all in, in like, a week or something like mm-hmm. that, if I read it that quickly, I would, I would not put anything together. I would be surprised. You guys sit there and you're going to be surprised because, again, it would just go over my head. You so you're st- saying what I should do is I should actually give you spoilers and then you'll forget by the next week. Probably. <laughs> Let's be real. I can't remember. No, I feel like if we discuss it, then you'll remember it. Sure, if we discuss it. I feel like. Because can- all I want to do is tell you exactly what's up. I, <laughs> and like, I can't. I feel like I can- can't. I feel like if I give one thing away, it'll just open a gate. Can- I opened a gate. You could spit and sprinkle them throughout conversation and I'd just blow past them and I won't notice. <laughs> it's like- I do that already. Exactly, and I don't notice. Yeah. But it's the it's the throwaway ones that I have to just throw away in there. I can't have a conversation about it because then I will give it away. Yeah. And they stay throwaways, but you have said them, and so people who are like concentrating and avid listeners are really really jotting stuff down, not yeah. driving while they're listening to the kids and fully focused they yeah probably put it together but me being me with my <laughs> stupid brain <laughs> gets distracted by things can't, can't do it What? Well, where are we going with this? <laughs> we're about to walk into the house into the house, that's what we're up to okay. what yeah. happens after that? they see the children yeah right which okay so we walk through the house and um, I like that we get like different you know looks at who's going through like we see a few people mostly older women and men some of them wear linen robes like the magicians are supposed to wear some of them wear modern clothes there's a guy in a business suit and he walks past with a leopard on a leash and it's just like what's like, going on? Okay, 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 yeah, okay. and then there's another guy who's like selling like brooms and buckets and boxes and stuff. Oh, not selling, them, but he's like taking them around and cleaning stuff. And then there's like this big open air market, and all I can think of is the market from Aladdin. Yes, brilliant! brilliant. I love everyone. it. That's pistachios. <laughs> I love it. Just because I'm the of the cantaloupe guy. Cantaloupe, yes I can. Cantaloupe, yes I can. <laughs> You know what that's from? No. That's from Brooklyn 9 Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's where Terry, Amy, and Gina go on that stupid diet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's nonsense without Amy doing the hard parts. Get not love. Yes, <laughs> get love. Yes, <laughs> that's so crazy. Moving on. Yes, and then we get to find out about the initiates and the fact that they are scrying. So, Joe, what do you think about the fact that these initiates that are in this room are the only ones in the entire world. They're children. They're children. They're the only ones in the entire world. Where are their and families. Because they're children with young, impressionable minds, they're the only ones that can work the scrying thing. Which is a concerning statement. Yeah, so what do you think about it, Joe? Okay, brainwashing. <laughs> I meant... <laughs> Building a cult of magicians. I meant more how do you feel about the fact that there are so few of them and how is this impacting the way that the magicians are spread out across the globe? It's like a dying race. That was more where I was going, not the cult aspect because, yes, we've addressed this already. That really wasn't... It's a full cult. That's a different train of thought. You and I were on... Okay! (laughs) Okay. Well, I did say how do you feel about the situation, not what do you think. (laughs) Potato, potato, I would have said it's a cult no matter what. Brainwatch! What's scrying again? What does it entail? We don't know. Okay, because they were like, it's not divination. Divination. That's not how you say it. Divination. Divination. Good job, Joe. (laughs) Fuck me. Okay, it's not seeing the future. And they're like, it's their source of communication. So I'm like, fuck, scribe, I'm so confused. Also, why do you need an impressionable mind to send a message? Doesn't sound right either. Hmm. Oh, it's learn. more like, what, well, what I think is it's more like they're spying on all of, not spying, but like this is how they watch over all the other gnomes to make sure everything's going smooth. Sure, sure. So they're tattletales. Basically these kids are watching security footage. That's um, <laughs> they're mini security guards. That's what they that's what what I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm imagining Dina from
1: the Superstore <laughs> sitting there with
0: all the computers. The way they describe her, around though. in her rolly chair with her belt oh. buckled up to her boobs. The way they, <laughs> The way that they described it though. God, we need to rewatch where... Superstore. Just the seasons where she's pregnant, because that's so funny. yeah She's so like what? What? You can treat me differently <laughs> <laughs> And Glenn's there like Oh my god there's a magic thing <laughs> happening miracle inside of you And she's like fuck off <laughs> She's I'm um, in this for the money. Yeah <laughs> Anyway, no okay so let's Did I tell you that the actress who plays Dina runs a crime true crime podcast? <laughs> so, yeah That's amazing. Anyway, anyway. Well, the way they described it was like, really, I was like, oh, that'd be like super creepy. Because <laughs> it's just all 60 of them in a room. Um, I think it's like 10. I thought it was 60. Where did I get 60 from? Maybe from uh, 60, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe 360, that's what I got. From. 6 to 10 is oh, old. Oh, God. Okay. It says, we peeked inside and saw rows of children, maybe two dozen in all, about oh. 6 to 10 years old. So, like 24. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. <laughs> What's twenty four? What twenty-four? <laughs> That's not funny. Anywho, I got sixty from the three hundred and sixty of this Antarctica. That's why Antarctica. Ant- Antarctica. what he's saying No, you're laughing at me. <laughs> anyway, um, the way they described it, I was like, yeah, they're all sitting in a row. I don't understand so how Americans say Antarctica. Antarctica.
1: No, they say Antarctica.
0: Antarctica. Well, there's a T in there. There's no... No, no, they don't pronounce the C in the Antarctic. Also, there's two T's and they just ignore them. They say Antarctic. Antarctica. No, it's Antarctica. 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 Which sounds... you got to emphasize different parts of the sentence. They which, say Antarctica. to be fair... And I'm like, it has the word Arctic in there. To be How fair. How do you pronounce I, the Arctic I, Circle? The Arctic Circle? No! I'm just the Arctic. Arctic. Oh, Arctic. See, and it does take a little bit of. of It doesn't quite. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but you're also saying it incorrectly. But we don't say Antarctica. Well, that's like you say be Pacific. Like, be specific. Like, that's a different way of saying it. Specific. The hospital? The hospital. Hopsital. The hospital. (laughs) Shishkebab. That's how you say it, though what is a shish kebab? This doesn't have a food, right? I always thought it was an imbecile. <laughs> you shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> when have you ever called someone a shish kebab? I used to call my friends that all the time. What? <laughs> we weren't allowed to swear. What Did was they never, like, Sorry. correct you or question you? I would have questioned my friends if they started calling me a shish kebab. I'd be like, no, that's what you do to someone. That's not what they are. No, they questioned me, but they just sort of But agreed... you didn't listen. No, they but... sort of just agreed Joe's crazy, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm crazy. You didn't question why they were questioning, and then maybe change what you were saying? No, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care that I was wrong. That's like my, <laughs> I hate that. I <laughs> just <laughs> If I I know that I'm wrong, I'm like, no, I have to change it till I'm right, and then I have to make sure that I'm right. What does it matter? It was a joke, so it was sort of like... What does it matter? My pride is screaming right now. This particular section, calling someone a shish kebab, shish kebab, shish kebab, or potato, potato. What, it was innocent, it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Well, that's not true, it means something, but like, to them, they were like, okay. It was just a passing statement. But what did you think that it meant? Calling someone an idiot? I thought it was just a fun thing to say. <laughs> you know like hobgoblin? That's a fun word to say. <laughs> That's a real yes. thing! I know, but it's fun to say. Hobgoblin. It's like aluminum. <laughs> it's a fun- it makes it- it's a nice noise. shish <laughs> I like the way it sounds. I sound very silly. <laughs> and i say silly because i don't want to say anything else we're gonna go with silly well that's right, like we're gonna move on like, from like, the that's children. like the william the william jolly bridge i call it the golly wobble bridge just because i prefer it it sounds funny yeah first time i told that to Mum, she was just like what did you just call it i was like the golly wobble bridge she was like the william jolly i was like Gollywobble. No, that was me. <laughs> oh, I swear it was mum. No, because you no. Are <laughs> you surprised? Because I corrected you. <laughs> no, it definitely was mum because we were on our way to choir practice and I remember... She called it the Gollywobble. Because I told her about it. <laughs> because I called it the Gollywobble bridge when we were in the car on the way to choir practice and I specifically remember because Rose and... Mum questioned you? Rose and, and Georgina... No, Georgia, just Georgia. Rose and Georgia. Jo- Rose and Georgia. Shut up. Rose. Jo- Rose and Georgia were in the car with us. And they all thought I was absolutely mental. Keep in mind, this is only like two years ago that I, that I started saying this. The Golly Wobble Bridge. <laughs> that sounds so silly. Yeah. The William Jolly. The Golly Wobble. <laughs> <laughs> And it's stuck forever. <laughs> and that's officially what it's called. <laughs> Somebody asked for some di- this I'm terrible at directions because I do not say the name of it. Do you want the real directions or do you want my <laughs> made up <limits>? <laughs> 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 You are literally like, like Phil <laughs> who makes up the pneumatic device to find <laughs> the hidden money, money. And Claire's like, it's in the sofa. <laughs> Phil's <Philadelphia. laughs> <laughs> <In my laughs> I also just love that you came <laughs> to the phrase golly Because that's how we talk about turn term- right. <laughs> But like, it's. It's already the bridge already had a funny name. It was something about the jolly of it that. I was yeah, like, why would Why wouldn't you just call it the Jolly Bridge? Because I prefer the Golly wobble. <laughs> <laughs> The first part's the same. <laughs> okay, I did. I could understand it if it was jolly spelt with a G. It's not, it's with a J. <laughs> it's with a J! Because <laughs> if it was spelled with a G, I could understand you thinking it was a hard G and going, yeah, golly, the golly bridge. And everyone going, what well, the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> golly wall <the> bridge. we <laughs> <laughs> spent too long on this, so you need to move on. <laughs> I'm like a stick of So basically, they move, <laughs> they move on from the, the brainwashed children and they start talking a little bit more about the Blood of the Pharaoh scroll and how Carter's like, I'm certainly not a king, and everyone's like, mm. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Carter's out here trying to get attention like me? No, <laughs> a king, you know, like Gina from <laughs> from Brooklyn Nine yeah. being like, what? That's scandalous. Confirmative. Confirmative. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they walk, they finish walking through the market and they get up to these massive bronze doors, and she basically just turns to them. Turns to Carter and Sadie and is like, "This is the Hall of Ages." And then she places her palm against the door, opens it up, and then um, she says, "You guys need to behave yourselves because the guy that you're about to meet, he will turn you into an insect if you cross him." And I'm like, "This is someone that I want to meet." So, right? And let's then he get turns into. Out to be a square and you're like, Let's get into. Well, you haven't you haven't seen his his no. You know, he's just turned out aside. to be an old man who's surprisingly nice. Yeah. So. In chapter 14, a French guy almost kills us. Zia introduces Carter and Sadie to the Hall of Ages, and then to the chief lector, Iskanda and angry Frenchman, whose name I can't pronounce. Carter and Sadie end up spilling the beans about their experiences so far, leaving out a few key details. An angry Frenchman is very angry. <laughs> a trial or test is demanded to determine how far gone the children are in terms of consulting with gods. All right. And I did make this joke on Friends podcast, and I will make it here as well. Um, there is, like, a question that Sadie asks at the end of the chapter going, so what happens if we fail the test? And Zia basically goes, says, there's no fail, yeah, there's only there's pass or die. die. <laughs> and I'm like, I made this joke on Friends podcast, and I said, Squid Game, who? <laughs> yeah. 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 Squid Game. Because th- th- this was literally the day that you had finished Good Game and I came out and was like so do people actually like can you leave without dying and you were like no. You can yes. If you win No no there was there was, it's, Oh well then you lied to me. It was like episode two. No I told you in episode two uh-uh. they all decided to leave and then you had the option to come back and it was once you came back for the second time you couldn't leave because it was like you decided to die sucked in hard No you didn't say that to me I think I did. The first game, though? Yeah, no, they didn't have a choice. <laughs> Granted, they didn't <laughs> know that they were going <laughs> to mm. And it was literally, they were culled in half. And it was absolutely horrific. They were told to run fast for your mother, fast, fast for your father. I do like that TikTok song. it's funny, Because right? of squicking. Um, Red light, green light. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, I know. If you listen to it without the TikTok song. How fast does her head swivel around? And her eyes are creepy as fuck. Very fast. Very fast. Um, yeah. I thought it didn't like, slowly. No, no, it flips around, and then Ooh. her eyes like dot and dash, and she scans you, and then if you move, you get shot. It's terrifying. <laughs> anyway, we um yeah. So chapter fourteen starts with <laughs> them obviously walking through the big bronze doors, mm-hmm. and we get to see the Hall of Ages basically straight away, and it's all like these moving images. And the best way that I can like think about it in my brain is like the Marvel intro. Okay. Yeah. Where all the images are, like, on the side sure, of the really letters. really impressive. Yes. And uh, I'm not going to go into any of, like, the stuff that they talk about that they see in the Hall of Ages, because that's just basically all of Egyptian history. <laughs> and so, like, it, like, hits on, like, um, all, all of the, the points. necessary points. And I think that Carter gives you enough information from what he knows oh, yeah. that you can sort of get by without knowing the it's exact history like of crazy. everything. Yeah. <laughs> We get to find out why she went crazy, though, which is a bit fun for later, um, that Rick has just decided to put in there. Obviously, actual history, not the greatest, (laughs) because there's none of the stuff that Rick put in there in actual history. But, you know, that's fun times. Um, Yeah, and we're basically told that you don't step off the carpet, because you will go insane and burn your your eyeballs off, and Sadie, like, goes to step off the carpet, (laughs) because she's immediately like, uh, a rule? uh, No, thank you. I'm going to break that immediately. Yeah, which you're like, seriously saying, just follow one of them. Yeah. Fucking hell. This is still in Carter's perspective, though. So it's yeah. sort of just like, Sadie, one. <laughs> I think one of the only notes that I had about this section, though, is that I love that the Ptolemaic section, the Greek section, is, like, so small. because, And I love that, like, from the Egyptian perspective, the Greeks and Romans were just, like, shit leaders and shit, like... People who, who came to conquer Egypt, they were just, like, terrible at it. And so, like, everything that they built in Egypt, like, didn't last. And, no, like, just was, nothing compared. Yeah. I just, like, loved that so much. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Because, you know, we go from reading Percy Jackson, and that's like, these Greek monuments left yeah. and left. I would hear the Egyptians being like, they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So then um, we get to meet Iskender. And Iskander is. I mean, Carter describes him as literally the oldest man he's ever seen. And then when Frenchman comes over, (laughs) he like translates from what Iskander said, having having heard Carter say that. And he says, actually, he wants to say that he's really old, (laughs) not just old. (laughs) And I'm like, the sass on this man! (laughs) Old, old. On Iskander, not on Frenchman. We don't like Frenchman. He's a dick. He is a dick, immediately. I was like. Okay, is that your impression? That's not not just going off me? No, no, he's a dick. Okay, good he literally was like let's kill him anyway and I was like this is real <laughs> sea of monsters vibes yeah yeah. so yeah no, sea of monsters um, or Curse child not Curse child science Curse. yeah so Carter literally says he's really old why isn't he sitting on the throne and then Frenchman goes the master says thank you for noticing he is in fact <laughs> really old thank you You're so nice <laughs> yeah but the fr- the throne is for the pharaoh and right now it's just like symbolic you know Nobody yeah. sits on the throne now because there hasn't been a pharaoh since Cleopatra. Yeah, because oh, I did make this the bloodline die. Well, I did make this link on Fran's podcast, and this was me thinking out loud on Fran's episode. Um, the fact that the pharaohs ended and basically Egypt ended. fell yes. with Cleopatra, yes. I think, is really interesting because yeah. then Rick decided to use Cleopatra as the stepping off point for this modern time with. The canes and their storyline, and I just think it's a nice parallel. And I kind of, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, nope, I'm a so they track. used. I mean, I think that he might have used Cleopatra's Needle as the stepping off point. Because um, obviously, I know what happened to Cleopatra's Needle. Um, as in, like the cane dramatic storyline yeah. started with Cleopatra's Needle. Yes. You like the symbolic thing. Yes, symbol. and I, I, I recognise that he probably picked Cleopatra's Needle because it's probably the most recognizable egyptian royal for people who know nothing about egyptian or ancient egypt so i understand oh, the, that he probably the used parents. that yeah i understand <laughs> that you probably used that figure for that reason but i also just like the parallel of it that it was like we ended here but we're also starting here you know x amount of thousand years later yeah i think it's really cool i really loved the idea not the idea because it's true but um Egypt fell when it lost its lines of pharaohs and see that just mm-hmm. made me think they are british and they can they like they live in london and so imagine if somebody had killed the english line monarchy would have died mm. who would be running the country no one it would what? turn into a democracy because they also have a parliament exactly how interesting so would, would be the prime that Minister be. so good Sorry, You're freaking me out! You're freaking me out! <laughs> You're making me cry through emotions! <laughs> <laughs> so, when we meet um, Iskander, we get to know that he has been around since the Alexandrian era. He was the Which last... was two millennia ago. Is, yeah, a l- very long time. Um, <laughs> and so he was the last chief lector, and basically his master was able to make him practically immortal, I'm I'm not immortal. Really, cause <laughs> I mean like not really because he's still getting like super old and his skin is like grossly wrinkled and like paper thin um, but I think it's interesting because it kind of it kind of hints at the importance Of a pharaoh, the fact that he can't sit on the pharaoh's throne and he had to make all these decisions about the house of life and about the future of the magicians without a pharaoh there anymore, it then fell to him to make the decision. And since then, the house of life... Did he kill Cleopatra? Well, no. Whatever I was going with it is, the house of life since then has been slowly decreasing in, like... That's obviously where we're at. Because it's without its leader. Well, without a leader and also, like... The person who was never meant to lead, they're supposed to be the person who's full of the information, they're supposed to be the advisor, not the leader. And so I think it makes, like, an interesting, you need, you can't have one without the other to have a balance, because this whole book is about balance, and this whole series is about balance. So I, yeah, I just think it's interesting, and I've really I mean, only thought of this now, which is why. I'm... Into chaos! Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and really disjointed. Of them. It's a disjointed kind of topic at the moment for me because I'm literally thinking of it now as I speak out loud. But I just think that it's interesting that he never went to sit up on the throne because that's never what his role was supposed to be. And so it's almost like he's been... I mean, he says that the empty throne is symbolic, but I feel like he's been waiting around for someone basically since it was emptied out. And that's why he's so intrigued by Carter, because mm-hmm. Carter's been called the good king by... I a mean, well, that's <clears> what catches <throat> his attention. That, and the fact that they're talking about Set, and then Frenchman goes, impossible, Set would need a super, super, oh. super powerful host to be able to keep him here, and then they're keep like, that. well, he's here, so we he must have one. Such gaslighting, it makes me so angry. The Frenchman? Yeah. No, that's impossible, your stupid children, shut up. Yeah, and when he doesn't Fuck listen you, to then. Zia, when Zia's like, I couldn't keep. I couldn't trap Ziket and banish her. And she just reformed. And Frenchman was like, "No, it can't be true. You're telling me lies. You're, you're consorting with kids. who are consorting with gods. God. Gods. Godly gods. I hate characters like that. Of course, they're necessary to thicken the plot, but still, oh, you just want to rip their fucking heads off. Yeah. Just their absolute dismissal. <sighs> we they also get um, so a angry. little bit more of. Not more information, but more hinting at what happened with Julius and Ruby at Cleopatra's Needle, or the fact that something did happen there. We get that little hint um, as well. And then basically after Carter and Sadie tell their story about what's going on with them, I mean, they leave some things out, like the bar at the front, so they don't say the good king thing, Mm -hmm. and they leave out the... What else they leave out? Sadie has powers. Yeah. They leave out the details of Sadie's powers, which, again, there was that voice in his head that was like, don't tell him that. Don't, mm. oh, don't tell, hold back that information. Which makes you go, why wouldn't you tell the all-wise wisdom magician all the details that you can and try and gain his wisdom? Is Panda you- or Frenchman? Well, probably because Frenchman is standing right there. True. He's obviously proving himself right then and there to not be a trustworthy person when he's saying that the kids don't know what they're talking about and they're like well we very obviously do because we're the ones who experienced it and you didn't you asshole." I was thinking it from like a god's point of view possessing them because I'm still on that train of thought what's led you there? I don't know sketchiness (laughs) is it the host thing? yeah oh okay magicians can't be hosts? well they've kind of said that magicians didn't do that that wasn't their role their role was to stop the gods from interfering with Mortals and magicians, if you think about it, as demigods are separate from mortals, magicians are also kind of separate from mortals, but, you know, like them in the same way. Sure, That sure. demigods are like mortals. But, hear me out. Um It's the same sort of thing... Okay, so my brain's sort of on the shadow hunter roll. So the Herondale line... Oh, God. Oh, God, here we go. You can cut this out, but I'm just trying to tell you my... Might... Kate, cut this out! I'm just trying to tell you my... I might leave it in. I'm trying to tell you my train of thought. Uh-huh. So... Here is this shadowhunter child that's never had any protective ruins or rituals done to it, and so runes, ru- sorry, runes or rituals. He's ruined. So, <laughs> so runes or rituals. He's never been ruined. He's pure. <laughs> sorry, he's never had any runes, but uh, angelic runes put on. He's never had any rituals to yeah. keep him safe from demon influences, mm-hmm. and same sort of thing with Tessa's mum, and so. They've been exposed to some kind of evil without realising it, a.k.a. Jace, when he was possessed by Demon Mother. I can't remember her name. So same sort of thing I'm thinking of for Sadie and Carter. They haven't been... Can I veto this instantly? Sure. They have protective amulets on. That's right. Forgot about the amulets. Alright. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. That's clearly unnecessary, though. No, but... I mean, I think it's good for people to see your thought process. Sure. Okay, so I forgot about the amulets. Okay, do you but remember who? Do you remember who has what? No, hang on, because it does come into play. Hang on, that's they why I'm reminding you. But they weren't always wearing the amulets, and they were only put, but they only got put on when they were separated. Well, yeah, Is that because their parents. But were they were with them? their parents up till then. Okay. Okay. Their parents, <laughs> who were two magicians. Okay. 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 And we see that they're powerful. Okay, so they, they, meaning Carter and Sadie, are powerful when they're together. So there's something there as well. Yes. And their whole okay, so, Blood of the Pharaohs thing. So and they're something definitely not possessed. <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> you just said you vetoed it. You're like, fuck, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going now. Well, oh, you just said you vetoed it. So I was just double checking. Oh, I was just what vetoing you veto? your logic of they have no protection. Oh. Because they do. Okay, <laughs> They have two protective <laughs> amulets. Okay. Okay, but he like even wearing that amulet. When Carter didn't use the pillow to sleep, he was still transported. Transported. (laughs) That's because nothing can protect you from pure idiocy. (laughs) (laughs) The same way that Sadie almost dies in the next chapter because she refuses to follow rules. Right. There's only so much that a charm bracelet can do, (laughs) Joe. Uh, what the of power them? of love will protect me. No, fucking won't. One <laughs> of them has the eye. Uh-huh. Do you remember of the eye of? No. It's this symbol. Right. I don't know what it means. Though. The eye of Horus. That's what that is. Horus. And Horus yeah. is the king of the gods. Horus is In some myths. yeah. He's Horus the Avenger. Mm-hmm. This is all things you find out in chapter 15. Sure, but what is he doing again? What's he the god on? He, he's just, like, picking. Okay. okay, what's his animal head? Uh, a falcon. Oh, that's cool. Alrighty. Okay. Um. And I don't think that we've been told what Sadie's ho- okay. is. Because Sadie's is different. The necklace. Yeah. Oh, I thought Sadie had Horace. No, she's got that little person shape. No, Carter has Horace. Oh, okay. My bad. Sadie has the little person shape. Let's see if I can see it on my neck. No, I cannot. It looks like a little angel. Okay, so guardian angel. Okay, but can I just? I say, can draw it for you. It was really cute. I don't remember which chapter or when it was addressed or why it was addressed, but it was very cute when Carter was like called Sadie sis, just like threw it in there just for fun. He hadn't called it. He had, he's never referred to her in such a. You know, it's always been Sadie, Sadie or my sister, really formal language. And so he's being like, he was like, calm down, sis. Well, he's like, I got you, sis. And I was like, yes, bring out some- Sadie's look like that. Right. I was like, I was like, yes, Carter, bring out some character in you. Stop being a square, you boring he A square. Being- I mean, he's been trained his whole life to be a square. Yeah. So he's finally coming so- out of his shell. Sadie's bringing him out of his shell. <laughs> Thank God. And you know what? And some of Carter's formalities are rubbing off on Sadie as well. I believe a little bit. Shutting up. Some sense. Some sensibility. Some sensibility, Joe. What are we about to talk about in the next chapter? I said some sense (laughs) and some sensibility. I think it's all overruled by her need (laughs) to fucking be reckless. (laughs) Her fuck it kind of attitude. Yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Well, so we end chapter fourteen with. Um, I mean, like, hang on, sorry. Yeah, here's an example of oh, yeah. her sensing sensibility. Carter was the first one to walk across the chasm with the tiny, narrow plate. Because yeah. Zia was like, say, you go first. And she was like, fuck no, I'm not going first. <laughs> See how fucking rigged up <laughs> in is? He was like, boom! Oh, oh. a feather, let alone a person. <laughs> and she was like, bullshit, am I going across that? Off goes Carter. Carter, what the fuck? <laughs> David, suck his dick. <laughs> Cradle the, oh, <laughs> Cradle the balls. Oh god. Just five minutes tops. Cradle the balls. Fuck, that's funny. Oh god. So yeah, yeah we end um, chapter fourteen with angry Frenchman basically demanding that Carter and Sadie be tested, um, and then they go, "Fuck you, fuck you, Ezekiel." <laughs> Yeah, he wants to seek out the truth or the lies in their story, and they'll be punished for the lies. So it's yeah, It's basically a test to see whether they've been consorting with gods. They've already admitted to it because they were talking about Bast. So They're like, like, we had gods thrust upon us, what do you want? (laughs) Basically, angry Frenchman is basically going here, um, I already know that your story is true, but I'm going to punish you anyway because you're consorting with gods, and that's against (sighs) our rules. Never mind the fact that these two were never part of the house of life, so they really don't conform to those rules but now that they've been brought here they kind of have to so in a way z has kind of fucked them well the i know you're right yeah of like i know you're telling the truth but i'm gonna twist your words and i'm gonna put you in the wrong and i'm gonna punish you right Okay, so with that, okay, let's move on to chapter police. 15, Yay. a godly Yay. birthday party. So in chapter 15, Sadie decides to ignore curfew and instead go on a nighttime expedition to explore the Forbidden Hall of Ages, because despite being warned that staring too long will definitely kill her, we already know that Sadie lives to break rules. No, after, touching the images, <laughs> yeah, after touching the images, Sadie is transported into the past as a bar, and she is able to watch the moment that Osiris was imprisoned in a casket by Set, and on his own birthday too. Like, And she meets a sexy ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Iskander saves Sadie from near death and then puts her to sleep, basically. So that is what happens in chapter What I loved about this chapter, though, is that she was like, I was drawn to the images and Zia did say, don't go near them. But I think Zia was just being dramatic, so I'm just going to do it anyway. (laughs) Basically, the first thing that Zia said to them in regards to the Hall of Ages was don't step off the carpet. And, like, the second sentence in this is... I stepped off the carpet <laughs> not the second sentence but like um, <laughs> I'm sorry but I, can I the, it was um who said my turn was it Sadie who says my turn at the top of the chapter no she doesn't say anything oh it must have been Cardiff. Okay. <laughs> at the start of chapter four, uh, my porn <laughs> I forgot back. to mention that it was really funny as soon as I opened this book to start reading the first line was my turn Yeah, and I just heard Gru from this me yes his my first line was born. my turn <laughs> that was so fucking funny. I did, like, just go, hee, 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 for a good two minutes. Yeah. I also love that um, before Sadie goes and steps off... The carpet to go and touch the images she talks for a few pages about how she didn't actually used to be a rule breaker, she felt that she was forced into this role because yeah. people perceived her badly anyway Yeah, and so she sort of became this person but she is like, that's not who I am but then yeah. the first thing that she does is immediately go back to that rule breaking thing oh and God. I'm like, but it is who you are who is she, Megamind? <laughs> if I was going to be a bad boy, I was going to be the baddest boy in the whole town yeah <laughs> So yeah, she touches the image and gets transported way into the past to a birthday party. Joe, who's the boy? Sexiness incarnate. I don't know. I will give you a hint. You have mentioned them on this podcast before now. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's the death god. Osiris. No, it's not him. Osiris is the death god. No, it's Anubis. Maybe. It is Anubis yes yes Uh, i can tell you that because it's really not a spoiler for anything (laughs) yay yeah i love that i told you he is in this book actually i might have said he's not in this book (laughs) (laughs) i think when you mentioned him i said he's not in it but he is (laughs) you're a liar yeah and i just have to make note of the fact that sadie did say he was attractive hell yeah she said she was dumped by it. And it took her breath away and she was like, well now I can't concentrate. She does make a comment at one point. She's like, I didn't know what to say to him. Marry me? Oh, god. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, girl, control yourself! Cause I'm like, "Yeah, Hades is sexy and Anubis is sexy and who's the deaf kind of god in Norse mythology? Anyone know? Hela. She's hell. also sexy. <laughs> Um, so yeah the description of him is I turned into a good looking boy of about 16 dressed in black robes I just want to make note of the fact that she is 13 so here we go um, his oh, completion God. I thought she was 12 <laughs> 13 makes it a bit oh early. she might be 12 at this point she turns 13 later on Any a anyway. teenager at least please <laughs> he's 16 I know anyway okay but <laughs> Okay, but i feel like oh. i'm immortal, <laughs> I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched misfits what are you doing you're missing out on so much classic robert sheehan at least just season one just watch season yeah. one because it's the only season he's in and it's the only one that's worth And out. season two no it's just season one is it yeah i remember you told me that i was like is there any point watching season two and you said no he's not in that like, i thought it was season one and two but not season three I think that, uh, yeah, because... No, yeah, because at the end of season one is when they all swap. He's not part of that. Oh, he's in, like, one Christmas episode, because he's yeah. like, I swapped it for gambling, and now he's in jail. <laughs> he, oh. he swapped it to be a wizard at gambling, and they were like, you're counting cards. And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm just really good at gambling. It's did my- you get to watch that episode, or did I just tell you about it? No, no, we watched it. Oh, okay. He was like, it's. he wasn't in the episode, though, they just mentioned him. <laughs> no, there saying. is an episode when well, he gambles yes because oh, well, I've watched it I didn't get to see it no. oh okay <laughs> and he gets arrested and he's in jail and he's like I wasn't cheating <laughs> it's so fucking funny yeah oh, okay so description of Anubis <laughs> we t- I turned and saw a good looking boy of about 16 dressed in black robes they always are his complexion nice. was pale, but he had lovely brown eyes like the man on the throne. His black hair was long and tussled, rather wild, but it worked for me. He tilted <laughs> his head it and it finally occurred to me that he'd ask me a question. I tried to think of something to say. Excuse me? Hello? Marry me? Anything would have done, but all I could manage was a shake of the head. I love that. And of course he, of course he can see her. And she's a bit smitten because he's the only one who notices her there. <laughs> he's like, you must be a bar, Just don't interfere, please. And she's like, She's <laughs> so, like sold okay. <laughs> She's like tongue tied over uh, just an impression of him, She's gonna go a memory, a if you will. So yeah, then we get to hear about all of Seth's birthday. P- I mean, not Seth, Osiris's birthday party. Isis is pregnant with Horus, um, and Seth comes in and he's okay. like, "This is totally not a trick. Whoever fits in this totally right. awesome sleeping coffin, it's mind. a casket, and I will trap you in there." She but whoever he loses fits in coffin. here? Who the fuck wants to sleep in a coffin? Yeah, I want a king sized bed. But you asked two sleeps in a comment. That's a (laughs) guys. Edward doesn't. Oh, he's a (laughs) fairy. I never asked Volana what she thought about that. I did send her that TikTok, but she never (laughs) replied. And I'm like, okay. Anyway. But honestly, like Sadie, was oh, look like, how quickly you went. Oh, he's a fairy. That doesn't count. <laughs> but, but honestly, and Sadie, he doesn't sleep. <laughs> Sadie was like, he's not even being sus about it. It's like so no, obvious. No, it's so obvious. Like, I'm going to trap you. Get in this coffin. I'm going to kill you. La <laughs> la oh, la la la. not listening to be, too busy but to kill you. But honestly, though, and the, fa- the fact that what's his face was like, yes. I will get in this coffin right now, even though it's a coffin! And I'll get in this thing and I will be surprised and shocked Yeah, when you trap me. Also, they said they had to resurrect him, which makes me go, hang on, he's a god, isn't he not supposed to die? Well, Iskander explains it later when Sadie asks why Horus in this image was Isis and Osiris' son, whereas in the story that oh Carter told yes. her their siblings and he so he was talking about, about how he... the hosts yeah. Yeah. And so He's the host it. died and because the host died and he died with it kind of he couldn't get he couldn't escape. That's why he had to be resurrected. He oh. So basically they had to pull his soul out of the corpse. Yeah, kind of. That was I kind think so. Of what it was. So he, he was still alive. He was just trapped in the court. Or it was the fact that the <laughs> soul, or that like the host went to the underworld, and he went with it. And then once was, they're trapped in the underworld, in the duart, it takes more effort to oh, get them yes. out, and so okay. they couldn't resurrect him from the underworld. All right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So that being off said, the overall story, Joe. Obviously, we include stories and flashbacks getting real like this Cinderella shoe vibe. <laughs> yes but so we include <laughs> stories like this and flashbacks like this into the plot for a reason which means what is the reason joe julius is stuck in the coffin sadie made a particular note saying that's the exact same coffin or the what's it? actually what's the professional name for it i think it's just a casket casket oh he says golden coffin okay mm-hmm sarcophagus yeah I was like, am I saying this right? Anyway, my brain was esophagus. My brain was thinking, esophagus? My brain was thinking. <laughs> esophagus. I was like, oh, it's a girl house. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that movie terrified me as a child of <laughs> I was like, a house is going to eat me. That's that's no, no, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, also she died being very in concrete. Yeah. Anyway, Monster House guys, great movie. Yes. Yeah, so, Joe, what is the the reason for including this story, or what is the symbolism of this story, or what is the lesson we're supposed to learn from this story? What is your take on it? Why is it included? Don't be greedy. Um, that's the lesson. <laughs> um, don't brain. be proud. <laughs> don't be greedy. Don't be proud. Grow some brains. <laughs> be like. Um, be more subtle and be more aware of people's, you know, mm-hmm. intentions for you. Yeah. Like, protect yourself. But in terms of plot. Plot-wise. Keeping in mind that later Iskander says that obviously the God's history just repeats itself. Yeah, yeah. Why have we included this story? Okay, so well, what would I got? Well, the train of thought I was going on was mm-hmm. Sandy made a specific note saying that that is the exact same sarcophagus that yes. mm-hmm. um, set trapped their dad in as soon as he broke the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. And yeah. they said he buried him in the earth or something like that. As in the like, Julius... In the coffin, or oh, something happened to it. We got rid of him, and then like the sarcophagus disappeared along with Julius. I will say so that it went to the duart. To the what? It went to the duart. The same way that Osiris went to the duart. The the magical under. Oh, okay, yes, the travel section. Yeah, but it's also the the, the place between There's the layers, walls. like an onion. Okay, okay so in layers. He's in the onion. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm in the onion. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, I'm in the gang and I'm blending in. (laughs) That's a James Egghouse quote. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. anyway, um, And they specifically said... They said before that for set to be on this earth, he needs to have a very strong host. And this mm-hmm. is where I was getting my Can Magician Be Hosts vibes, because uh-huh. he's trapped Julius in sarcophagus and stolen him somewhere. They never specifically say that he's dead. Uh, and they're saying, how the fuck is Sir uh, romulus how is he so powerful? They've noted Julius is an extremely powerful magician, mm-hmm. but they've also... Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. what happened when he summoned the... I can't remember, did did we found out which god he was originally trying to summon from the Rose of Stone? Julius. Yeah. He was trying to summon Osiris. He was trying to summon? Yeah. Okay. Either way. um, Which (laughs) was doomed to fail, because as we know, he can't leave the Duat. Yeah. Anyway, but he was standing in that protective circle that he made around himself as he was summoning, and he stepped out of it. So, he stepped out of his, when he saw the kids. He uh, stepped yeah. out of his own protection circle, mm-hmm, and that's how mm-hmm, wh- mm-hmm. he was trapped. In like that's how he was taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that also that sort of inclines to me, implies to me, sorry, that he broke any and all kind of protective barriers that he already had existing on himself when okay. sum- when he was using that summoning magic. So he's opened himself up to be possessed by, not possessed, yes, possessed to be used as a host. By Set, and that's how Set is roaming Earth because he's using Julius one a magician and two an extremely powerful magician and Julius is in the succubus. Wait, um, so you're saying that Set is using Julius as a host? Mm-hmm. That's the line I'm going wrong. Okay, can I shoot it in the foot? Why? So you know how when Carter went and spied on Set's birthday party planning committee. Yes. And he saw (laughs) Set in Set's form. Yes. If Set had been possessing or using Julius as a host, he would have appeared as Julius. Sure, but you know when Scorpion Lady came around? She's a minor goddess, though. Sure, but when she possessed the lady, her whole form changed. Like, her face face changed. And her whole body changed. But she was still the the person yeah well okay okay so either way we've shot that notion in the foot <laughs> yeah well okay so Julius isn't being it, Julius is not a host but Julius is trapped in the sarcophagus somewhere mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we knew that already okay so I'm back to point A I've learned nothing there we go okay huzzah <laughs> <laughs> we've been watching The Great um it's a fantastic show you watch I literally <laughs> back to square one all the progress I just made was like no joke. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well Yes, yeah, I was wrong. But I like that you're like trying to I, I like that you're making an extra effort to be like, J is just what it is? Please tell me. Like I'm trying I'm trying so hard. And I like that you're trying I hate that. But I also like that I get to shoot it down because then it means you have to come up with more stuff. I hate that. No. Yes! It makes me so- Conspiracy theory joke! Conspiracy theory, <laughs> <joke. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> theory joke! Conspiracy <laughs> 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 theory joke! Conspiracy theory joke! It makes me so mad though because it's like I'm trying so hard. You're wrong. What's the fucking point in right? trying? <laughs> it's like they're gonna tell me eventually anyway. And I get Look, to the it's end good of the book. that you came to these places because it means that you are taking in the clues around I'm you. I'm gonna assume what you wanted me to elaborate on was ISIS. You wanted me to. That doesn't sound right if I don't add the goddess <laughs> on the end. I get really paranoid. <laughs> Wait, why? Because of the organisation. What her organizational skills? What do you mean? (laughs) No, the organization ISIS. No, I meant. (laughs) (laughs) I meant. Why would you be thinking that I wanted you to elaborate? on ISIS in the story. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. Well, let's see. Because there's only. Oh, I guess you could have had Horace. What's his name? Horace. It is Horace. Yeah. Her brain was like Horcrux. No. Just thinking of as, like Horace Slughorn. It's Horace. (laughs) Horace. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Horus, Horus, same thing. Yeah, okay, anyway. Unless um, it's Horus. That's brilliant! human <laughs> Or maybe the H is silent and it's Horus or Horus. I prefer Horus. <laughs> really funny. I also prefer <laughs> Horus. <laughs> Horus is hilarious. Horus. <laughs> you not the mean, lord. <laughs> That's not good aiming. Okay, I, I just imagine having a minion like that. No, but that. you said before, Taurus. You said, "Oh, I thought you were going to make me talk about." I thought you wanted me to talk about ISIS. Yeah. Okay. So, what we, uh, So, I was thinking, because obviously you said, Joe, what have you learned? How is this going to go? Into oh, story? yes. Okay. And so we're talking about gods, and obviously, which of the gods' particular story, particular part in this story, has an impact on the uh, this series? Uh, and so you think it's about ISIS? well that's one of the options so one of the, and obviously and then of course me asking who was julius originally trying to summon isis okay so osiris Osir- sorry Cyrus. what he was trying to summon osiris oh are okay. you talking about isis my osiris bad. is the boy isis is the girl yeah no i thought uh, my brain you probably said osiris and i just went isis yes I <laughs> just got stuck in my brain no you said isis first and that's why i was going off isis I went back when i was talking about who was he a reserve stone. anyway yes okay so you said osiris so. <laughs> my brain is like <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about but okay okay so <laughs> so, so let's see there's four major gods five it's five in, demon days. In this story. It's five demon days, Joe. In this story, in the story they were looking at, there's Set, there's Osiris, there's Isis, and there's Horus. Four. and then, okay, Anubis, but I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> no, it's not Anubis. Oh, who's the big one? Literally Carter said it earlier chapters ago, right. and he was like, I always forget her. It's Set's wife. And this is a oh, question yeah, that she I had. Tackles him. Yeah, this is the oh, question she- that I had written down for you was Joe, who's the blue lady? Oh, did they say that? Nephthys. Wait, did you already ask that question? No. Okay. I was okay, going to say. I was like, Nephthys. She's she's like the water goddess. Right. Okay. The river goddess. I have said this in in last. Okay. Episode, then yes, bad Okay. She's but the think, fifth one. Okay, but they literally everybody just, forgets her. She's very underrated. Well, yeah. well, I'm sorry. In this particular story, <laughs> she literally tackles him, and I love it. Yeah. Well, in this little, she's like. Story, back! Well, in this little story, it's. The, well, it's mainly just the three of them. It's mainly Set, Osiris, and Isis. It's just the three of them conversing. Yeah, because Horus is technically a fetus. <laughs> yeah, Horus is at this point. Horus is a fetus, and yeah. then what's she named again? Nephthys. Ne- See, my brain went I was oh, like, her name is out Her name isn't said in this story, but she does play a very important role. Anyway, well, what in this particular little flashback memory yeah. thingy, it's just the three of them that are conversing. So I forgot about Horus. I definitely forgot about her. okay <laughs> I want to point out the fact that her name isn't said this. I'm talking about her name isn't said in this flashback because Sadie doesn't actually know who she is oh. because although Carter has said it he she acknowledged doesn't. the fact that he always forgets her and so Sadie in turn has forgotten her Oh, Obama yeah that's why she's not mentioned by name anyway. just as the lady in blue I see yeah and they mention her as the in lady in blue cause what They well they mention her as Seth's wife and I was like okay yeah. so she's just mentioned as a wife so she's Obviously not. Yeah. Um, they, uh, but that's a strategic play. Is that what you're saying? Like, it was strategic. No, I'm brick. just saying she's always forgotten. Oh, okay. I thought you meant it was a strategy of Rook so that we get blindsided later when she steals the show. Does she steal the show? I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Granted, though, don't respond. I did say before that history repeats itself, but I will say this. We do not get to see her tackle set again. I was going to say, so Wifey comes down and tackles... <laughs> We yeah. don't get to see her absolutely KO him. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Cause that's. Ba, ba, na, ba. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, so, well, cause in this, yeah, in this little story, it's just the three of them. It's Set, Osiris, and Isis. And so, it's Set being like, get in the box, and he's like, okay. And then it's like, Iris, get back here, and she's like, uh uh. Boom, that's the three but yeah. of them. Okay, well then the story ends, because Iskander is like, you were dying, so I kind of saved you, and Sadie's like, I wasn't finished, but okay. Um, (laughs) He was like, I saved your life! Mr. Kelly didn't want to be saved, Mr. Kelly didn't ask to be saved! Yeah, and then we get to learn a little bit from Iskander about um, the way that magicians used to interact with gods back in, like, way, way back in the past when pharaohs were around. So he admits that um, pharaohs actually used to be regarded as gods. And so pharaohs weren't necessarily magicians, Mm. but they used to host gods, most likely Horus most of the time, um, and sort of use... And that's why they were so impactful and so powerful, hence why Iskander's done such a bad job with the House of Life, because there's been no powerful um, pharaoh there to help him. is this before they started branding the gods as demons and evil? Yes. Yeah. So when were they branded as demons and evil? When they made Cleopatra crazy? When the last pharaoh died out? Is that what happened? Is that why the gods... Is that when the gods were cast aside and told to be dangerous? Well no, so Iskander says that they moved away, so uh, before we go into that... Um, he's talking about how the way that magicians used to interact with gods is that you actually used to follow in the path of the gods and they used to try and become the eye of whatever god they were following in the path of so they could use like the gods' magic would influence their magic. Yeah. So that's how the magician part of it came in yeah. to what their role in the house of life was. Yeah. Then basically with the fall of the pharaohs, that and the fall of Egypt. It ran concurrently with the fact that magicians were either getting too powerful or not powerful enough to be able to keep going in the direction of following the gods that they were. And so that's when the balance was sort of getting out of control and the gods were starting to, you know, do too much. And so because they were doing too much and the magicians weren't doing enough, that's when Iskander was like, we have to stop, we have to cut off everything, which ruins the balance. Um, Mm. But yeah, that's basically what he's talking about there, and so that's half of what caused the fall of the pharaohs, and then so when the pharaohs fell completely, that's when he made his decision to be like, we're cutting off the gods, we're locking them in the duat, they're not coming back. Spoiler, they're back! Yeah, <laughs> like, my guy. Hot. And Eskander is basically like, I should have seen it coming, like, this is obviously, this is a, a, a bad mistake on my part, you know, like that Really what they did is they put a plug in in a pipe and how the pipe and they built up pressure in that pipe and now the pipe is bursting the plug being the the, the pipe being the overflowingness being the gods and the plug being the band yeah so iskander says when that egypt finally fell to the romans it became clear to us to me that mankind our rulers even the strongest magicians no longer had the strength of will to master a god's power the only ones who could and then dot 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 his voice falters and then said he's like what are you talking about he's like nothing an old man's weakness and then she says it's the blood of the pharaohs isn't it and then he just kind of looks at her and goes you remind me so much of your mother <laughs> And so he's like, how did you know my mom? And he's like, ah, oh, I fucking trained her, didn't I? She was here, because they're all here. And that's when it's like found out that she was part of the yeah. divination group. Yeah, and so she, she had, you know, such a rare gift of divination. It's one of the most difficult forms of magic, and she was the first in centuries to possess it. So it's not something, something that you learn, Something that you, it's not something that you are, it's something you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, so she can she Ruby could see the future, but it's tricky business. It's never perfect, and she saw things that made her seek advice from unconventional places. Things that made even Iskander question some of his long-held beliefs. So, and then he drops off. So intrigued into his memories and says like, I'm imagine. Knowing someone who's been alive for two millennia, and then you drop a truth bomb, and you've got him questioning his whole life. <laughs> yeah, imagine that questioning his whole life. And then when Sadie Choice manages me. to get him back from his little dreamland, uh, he basically says to Sadie, "You need to go because you need to give advice to Carter soon." And she's like, "What the fuck? Why am I giving advice to Carter? It should be the other way around. I'm the younger sibling." Yeah. So yeah, she's like, she's like "What's up with the little switch. temper tantrum?" And then he's like, "I'm too old to deal with this child," so he puts her to sleep. And I'm like, literally, okay. he's like sleep. Like, and she's like. No, no, no. Yeah. So, Joe, that's the end of chapter 15. <laughs> what Shelley, did you think? Go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, of these 3 chapters? Good. I went they are now that I'm realizing. I said at the start of this episode that it wasn't going to be a long one. It's a long one because it's very more content heavy and there's more to multi- talk about than yeah, I thought. I went on multiple rambles. No, it's good. I like it. I have to talk and less. And you shot me down on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> on sorry, pretty much all of them and I was like <laughs> you're like back to square fucking a uh, while. Well, one. I thought I understood the book. Turns out I don't. So I'm like, alright, we'll get some back in But the it's life. good because you're reading into the right stuff. I will say that.
1: Was I right if, about if,
0: anything? If you're on the right track, you've come to a fork in the road and you've taken the wrong fork. Great! Now I got a fucking back track. Where was the fork? I can't. Where's your Fuck! I can't <laughs> tell you. anything? Where was the where was the fork? <laughs> the only thing we found out is that Anubis is sexy. <laughs> That's a and you don't even know that it's Anubis. Kate could be lying. Oh, you could be lying. <laughs> he could just be a pharaoh. All we found out is that the penguins are cool. Penguins are wardens. <laughs> <laughs> All we you know is that the penguins are the real magicians <laughs> of the book, not the people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Joe, what is going to happen next? In if, the very next chapter, what's going to happen? If Australia had... No, that's not an answer magical, to my question! If Australia <laughs> a <gem>. had a... <laughs> listen, Dan, listen, hear me out. She started, Did you just call me Dan? I said, no, listen, hear me out. Oh, God, okay. If Australia had a magical animal, which one of our neighbors no. would be... You want it to be an emu? Yep. You don't think it'd be an emu? No, a okay, kidnap. No. Or a cassowary? <laughs> 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 exactly. Or it'd be a koala, because they <laughs> sleep all the time, <laughs> they <that means> be zero <laughs> help whatsoever. Like, well this is so stupid. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, they're cute. I'm like, have you been. And you're like, they're chlamydia ridden. Are you kidding me? They're disgusting. They're as useless as pigs. S- have you heard them scream? I Man, it is it's, distressing. It's fucking terrifying. The way they grunt is like, they, <laughs> no Yeah, <one. laughs> the way they grunt is so gross. The way they scream is traumatic. And then on top of that, they smell bad. <gasps> okay. They're disease ridden. They literally are killing themselves with what they decide to eat on top of that. And then what else is there? Oh yeah, they're not act they smell bad. Did I already say that? <laughs> <laughs> they're not as the a- they don't fucking deodorant. They're not as fluffy as you think they are. They scratch the fuck out of you if you try to. And cute and fluffy! And actually, if you actually look at one close up, he looks like your grandfather with his hairy ass ears. You just <laughs> you can't. You okay, so if I can put in my bids like for Bobby. <laughs> I-, I said echidna too quickly. If I can put in my bids for Australian native animals that I want to be. Echidna. That I want to be. I just want to be them. You want to be an echidna? (laughs) No. That I want to be. Strong choice. Strong choices for magic animals. Echidna. Echidna. Yes. Wombat. Mm, I don't think of it as. um, I think the more echidna is on the right track. Wombat. Because they're very cute. Love a wombat. Platypus. No. Or a blue tongue lizard. Oh my god, a blue tongue lizard! And that is purely because you watched Frozen 2 the other day and I want the little fire lizard to be magic. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna go with And Blue Tongues are like pretty close. I'm just gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Echidna and Emu, because those things are also fucking scary. We can't! They but- we lost a wart to them. <laughs> exactly! They're already gone! Oh my god. They're <laughs> no! You can't give them too much power! They already hold so much! No, but that That's would just ex- embarrassing. Okay, that would explain why they're so powerful. They not have- the fact that they're wild animals and Australian politics were like, yeah, we could totally take them. And I'm like, yeah. bro, they have yeah. centuries and millennia yeah. of we're instincts just- behind them and you have nothing because you think you can win a fight against a fucking idiot. <laughs> Honestly, the Aboriginals were like, we know not to fuck. We <laughs> <as> were <well." laughs> like, leave it the fuck alone. They were, like, it's their we were fucking house. We were like, they run this country. We... We do not. It's on our coat of arms for a fucking reason. <laughs> and yeah, we've got our two deadliest animals: the kangaroo and the, the fucking emu. Emus are deadlier than kangaroos. Emus, we lost two wars to them, kids. Two. Two. Oh god, that's embarrassing. We lost two okay. wars to them. Joe, thoughts for the we'll next chapter. Those two, emu and, and. For our next yeah. episode, what are your immediate just you predictions? You, You can be my oracle. What is our prediction for the next episode? Immediate prediction. Look, they have to eat at some point. No, plot wise. Okay, but side note, when are they going to eat? They don't need to, they're magic. What? Could never be a magician, I love food. (laughs) They ate this morning. That was a whole morning ago. They haven't eaten since the morning. They looked at some... They they (laughs) haven't, they've been on the run all day. All day. They're supposed to be at least. They say he did hard D or ex- behind Nim, whatever the explosion spell is. To she did explosion spell on the library. Jesus! And they've been running around and I don't fucking know. Joe, what plot wise is There's happening? supposed next? to be three. I'm going to delete all of this until you talk about the plot. Wow, I'm hurt. <laughs> Can't believe delete this content. So Joe, plot wise, what's happening next? Oh, my God, oh, fuck me. Okay, um, uh what, what was his name again? The old guy. Iskander. Iskander's going to die. He's going to die? Yes. <laughs> don't let me... If I keep watching, is Beth going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, you want to put the book in the producer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's okay. Gonna, he's going gonna to die. Iskander's going to die. Alright. Uh, well, you said immediately. I don't... Maybe he's just going to... I mean, he did say goodbye at the end of that chapter. Really dramatically. Yeah. He was like, you'll never see me again. Literally. He's got that vibe to him. I mean, because he was all about, like, you need to know the wisdom and you need to guide Carter because I won't be able to do it. He was mm. like, I can't, I can't. Maybe it just means because he's so old that he'll slow them down. Yeah. He could mean that. No, he's going <laughs> to. He's there it. with his walker. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, wait. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> he's like, let's get him some wheels. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah. zooming around in one of those that scooter. <laughs> <laughs> zooming around on one of those mobility scooters, like guys, catch up, like <laughs> come on. <laughs> he's either too slow or way too fast. He's like, he's like, um, oh my god, what's this? Is that my bestie in a taxi? I was gonna say he's like, um, oh dash from Zootopia when he's in the fast car at the end because <laughs> he physically can't lift his foot off the <laughs> accelerator. <bar> <laughs> That's his candor in his yeah. mobility scooter. <laughs> What a chaotic way to end this episode. Oh, oh my God, God. So, if you guys want to I send, wasn't... Oh, my God, God! Well, you should be! Well, you wouldn't let me. Okay, so... Do you try. not think that a mobility scooter, Iskander, is the best way to end an episode? <laughs> what were you we talking about? Go. I no, I'm like, yes, that's a great way to end an episode, <laughs> but I had more to say. Okay, just say it. Go. <laughs> well, now I feel like it's not going to chop up to your standard. You your girl. You're forward and everything. It's You're, your sharp, girl. You literally went forward and I'm like, I thought you were done! It was not good enough for a what-do-you-want section. It's just sort of a pondering place. Let's go! What's you pondering? Okay, so, skin's gonna die. Or he's gonna get a mobility scooter, apparently. <laughs> um, He'll put his little magic paper in the front. <laughs> in the basket. Okay, so, Zia is gonna be training them, and she's gonna find out... They're obviously gonna be jealous of each other's powers... Um, it's gonna be what's it's gonna be that they're gonna be like Carter, how did you enable god mode when you were crossing the bridge? And he's gonna be like I don't know and so they just, How did the god mode cross the bridge? What? <laughs> yeah. And then Sadie's they're gonna be like okay Sadie how did you not die when you looked at the memory? And she's gonna be like skills, bitch. And they're gonna elaborate on that. George, and stop then, spoiling the book. And then evil French guy is gonna join set. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Alright. And they're all going to have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking breakfast. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> They've gone two days without eating. Eat no, them. they haven't. They ate this morning. In the morning. Again, there's three That's meals It's not day. two days. I'm so mad about it. <laughs> if you guys food, food, want to, send us an email. We are at Pod. Send us an email. We are damn at outlook.com. And ooh, if you want to ooh. follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are at snapper. Pod. If you want to follow any of our personal social media, it's down in the link tree below, as is the link to Fran's episode that I did with her because it was a lot oh. of fun. You should all go listen. Because we, yeah, but you should go and listen to um, Fran's episode because we talked about much more serious things than mobility scooters and magic penguins. Really? So. It's brilliant. You know, though, guys, you should send us, so Kate and I just discussed what magical animal would you have, you know, specifically. Mm, yeah. So, guys, send us your thingy. What do you think yes. your magical animal would be? Props if it's native your, to your country. Yeah, native to your country. That'd be cool. We love that. Yeah. Also, our merch shop is live. We have yeah. some new stuff in there, so go and check it out. We've got lots of fun stickers and mugs and masks and, and other magnets. pins and magnets and cool fun stuff. So go and yeah. check that out. That's also down in the link tree. And yeah, we ooh, ooh. are covering chapters... 16 to 18 next week of the Red Pyramid and it's gonna be super fun, isn't it, Joe? Hell yeah. Yes, so we will see you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye bye. bye. bye.